Blog Talk Radio. Circumstances can't stop me And neither will they block me Today I feel unmovable Nothing's impossible To walk on water To calm the sea To speak to mountains I can be free Savior 
was born at this time of the year. He invaded earth with his power. He invaded earth with his love. And that's what we're really going to talk about today, just kind of touch on some things. Uh, We're not going to get too deep and heavy today, but we can be free. We can be free in Jesus. We can be free to know that though we live in this sinful world, because we know that, you know, Adam and Eve sinned, or Adam sinned, and Eve sinned, and that created this malady that we see in our society today. And um, Jesus is the reason because he loved us. We're the reason, and Jesus is the reason that we celebrate right now because he loved us with an everlasting love. He loves us with a love that just transcends everything. And I want you guys to make sure you check out my Facebook page because I'm going to post a song about God's great love for us and how we really cannot find the answers anywhere. But as you know, we always open in a word of prayer first because we want God to be the honored guest on this show. And we want to make sure that we pray for each and every one of you out there. So let us enter in and let us begin. Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are, first of all. And we can never get too tired of saying how much we love you how much we adore you, how much we desire to lay before your feet in boldness, yet in humility, because of all that you've done for our lives by sending Jesus to be the Savior of the world for us, because you loved us. Father, thank you for that. You loved us so much that Jesus became the Lamb that would take away the sins of the world for those who we see. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for your abundance of power, abundance of grace, your abundance of your healing, and the authority that you allow us to walk in. Father God, we are full in you. We are grateful that you would love us so much that you would allow us to celebrate the birth of your son knowing that he would die. Oh, my gosh, I'm amazed at your great love for us. Father God, we pray for all those who may not know what it is to love you like I do or to love you like others do. They may only have a cursory way. I pray for them, Father. I pray that everyone listening under the sound of my voice will have an excitement, an intimate, a a woo-hoo for you, Father God. I pray that they will have a desire to hunger and thirst for your righteousness, for your love, for your intimacy. Um, and knowing who you really are. There are those that are out there that are hurting, that are searching. There are those that are out there that have been hurt by the church or denomination or religion, Father God. But we know that religion is not you, you know, and we cannot get to you. No, it's man's way of getting to you. So, Father, help them to know you. Help them to come to know you as Father, you as Jesus and the Holy Spirit. For those who are struggling in their finances, in their marriages, and with their children, with health issues, Father God, we just lift them up before you. Again, why? Because it says this time that we recognize that your son was born to die so that we could walk in a better place in life, that you would die so that we could walk in the authority of our healing, walk in the authority of our dominion here in the earth. So we thank you for that. And as I speak this morning, Father, I pray that you just 
speak through me. Be the vessel that you want me to be um, as you speak through me this morning. Let me only say what will glorify you and not glorify me. Let me only say what will draw people to your heart, not to mine, not to what I think, but to what you're speaking through me. So I thank you and I praise you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, I hope that you are almost done with your um, Christmas shopping. I hope that you are uh, doing what you can do to get things done so that you are relaxing and having fun with family and friends. But what we're going to talk about this morning is that Christmas season, this Christmas season where we recognize that Jesus came to literally invade the earth, that Jesus was born so that he came, he invaded the earth. And when I looked up that word invade, it was literally a multiplication. It comes, it was like a pathogen invade or something invade. When you think of something invading, it's multiplied. It's big. You use the word invade for an army or when a pathogen or something uh, of great force comes in and literally just takes over and multiplies. It literally takes over the region. Well, when Christ was born, he invaded our universe. He invaded our universe with his spirit. He invaded our universe with his power, and that power was now given to us. Why? Because he multiplied us. You know, when Christ died on the cross, he died as that free gift for us. He died in paying the cost for everyone, for everyone. But here's the thing, as I was saying last week and the week before that, we have to receive this free gift of Jesus. It's not for everyone if they don't receive it. It's kind of like, guys, if I'm sitting on in, in, in at McDonald's or something, and I have a hundred dollars for everybody that walks in, and I give it to everybody that comes walks in the door, comes to me, and they grab the hundred dollars. It's for everybody, but it's only those that come and receive it and take it and go and do with it what they need to do. Does it work? It doesn't work any other way. I say, here it is. I've come, and here's where I'm sitting. Come and receive. If no, if those that don't want to come, they can't say, well, I didn't know. I did. It was on billboards. It was on announcement. It was everywhere. It has to be received. And we see that in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. And it's not of our good works that we should boast. So I want us to go there and look at that, and I'm going to read it today out of um, the uh, New Living Translation, and I'm going to read uh, Ephesians verses 2, 8, and 9. God saved you by his special favor when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece, it goes on to say. He has created us 
anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And we can see that paralleled also in Jeremiah chapter 1, um, verses uh, 1 through about 14. And we can see this plan that before we were ever created in our mother's womb, before our mother and father ever thought about getting together or knowing each other, we were created and God knew. He knew, okay, that's Dawn Marie. I have this plan for her. Now, it may take me a couple lumps and bumps to get there because of my rebelliousness and disobedience, but the plan is still there. And even though I have my lumps and bumps, God has a plan for my lumps and bumps along the way, and he has a plan for yours too. And it all started with Jesus. It started in the garden. We talked about that a few weeks ago, that when when Jesus, when God made the clothing for man, and it talked about him killing the animal and making the, the loin and the cloth for them, that was the first blood sacrifice because uh, Adam and Eve initially tried to cover themselves with fig leaves. We know that those perish. It's not going to last. It's not going to hold up. That was their doing. And it's the same here. There's nothing that we can do. We have to receive by faith. We have to believe in, oh, that's Jesus. And we are to believe in him for our salvation. We are to believe in him as our redemption. You know, God God did not create hell for people. He created hell for uh, Satan and and the third of the angels that fell with him. And you can read that throughout the scripture. You can look over in Ezekiel one is one chapter. You can look in Isaiah as another book you can look at also. Uh, but for us, he came to give life and life more abundantly. But we have to want it because God is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Jesus is a gentleman. Never one time ever did he make any of the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the publicans, the tax collectors. He never made any of them receive him. But what he did, he came in and he invaded it, who he is. He invaded it with the I am that I am. You know, he says in John, you know, I am. You know, when we see that, when do we see that, guys? We see that when Moses was talking to God, in Mount Sinai, he goes, who should I say sent me? Tell them that I am that I am. Oh, my gosh, that's just so awesome. But we know that Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 9, when you see me, you see the Father. When you see me, you see the Father. So what do we get with this invasion? We get the awesome power of God. But the one thing that we need to understand, and I want to share this with you, and I know that many of you do understand this already because you're students of the word, but for those who may listen that don't know, we need to understand that many people want to say that there's all these different ways to God and that we can, I can get here through this and I can get here through that. and Many people really don't like when we talk about the fact that Jesus, God, is the only way. Now, please know, I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm not talking about a religion. I'm talking specifically about God, Jesus, that's it, and Holy Spirit, all the Spirit, Trinity. That's what I'm speaking of. And if 
God that we serve says, this is the way that I want it, that's it. I didn't write the book, but that's it. And I believe this through faith, through faith in the word of God. And then through experience of the word of God working out in my life when I choose to not be rebellious and I choose to obey. So there, those are some, and it's all a process, guys. You know, the way you are today is not the way you are tomorrow. Some things just are a process. And what we tend to do is we want everybody to go through our process, and it's not like that. I'm not you. You're not me. We're not Sally or Bob or Joe. Process. So think of it this way, guys. Think of all the models of cars that are out there. They are all different models, but they all have an engine. They all have four wheels. They all have a steering wheel. Some may have more bells and whistles than others. Some may ride a little smoother than others. But at the end of the day, they're still a car, and they still have to go through a process to become a car. When we're walking through this life of getting to know the Lord, we're going through a process, and that the level of that process depends on some things that we do. How much time do we spend studying and reading the Word of God for ourselves so that when someone says something, we, we, we check it through the Scriptures, through the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us because we don't want to change it with our natural fleshly ideas. And then we pray, and then we obey. And sometimes those things will fall a little bit in different orders depending on what you're going through in your life, where you are. You may be at work and you really can't study right then and there, but you can pray. It's a process of life. It's learning what works, what doesn't work. It's learning I need to really learn how to listen to my spirit, man versus listening to my flesh or my feelings and what I want to do. So Christ says in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Boom. Jesus is telling us right there who he is. I am the truth and the life. No man, mankind, cometh unto the Father but by through me. Jesus is our vehicle. Not man, not people, not pastor, priest, prophet, apostle. Jesus is that mediator. And we should always lead people to Jesus. Jesus paid for our sins. The Bible says in Romans, for all have sinned and done what? Fallen short of what? The glory of God. And the wages of sin is what? Death spiritual death, but when Jesus invaded our earth, when Jesus invaded our life, he came to multiply who he is by dying, by being born so that he could die, so that we would receive him, so that we could now do greater works than him. Why? Because now we are carrying the Christ on the inside of us, because we all know, we've all been taught, and for those that haven't, we're going to talk about that, that we can accept Christ as our personal Savior. He now comes. We now become the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
We now have Christ on the inside of us. God is on the inside of us. For those of us who have received according to Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. So now we can go because we are now carrying Jesus into the world. We're carrying his love. We're carrying his power. We're carrying that dominion. In other words, we're carrying that same ability that God gave man in the garden, the same power he gave man in the garden. There is a peace that God will give that surpasses all understanding. When, our nat- when, we could, when we fail to function in our natural abilities, God is there, and we're depending on him every step of the way. And we can move out in faith. This walk with the Lord is an extreme faith walk. It is an extreme faith walk. I want you to think of this scripture. Remember this scripture, guys. And the two things I want you to remember. As as Christmas, Jesus invading, invasion of God's power and love and healing. It comes through us, guys. It comes through our spending time with the word of God. It's spending time in the presence of God. And we know what, guys? What do we know? That being in the word of God is being in the mind of God, the will of God, the presence of God. He's going to speak to us through it. So here's what we know, Galatians 2.20. This is how we should move forward and see our lives so that we can be that invasion also in the earth. We can be the invasion of love because of Christ, because of what Jesus did because of what he died on the what he was born to die to do, we can now be that invasion. We can be those multipliers of his hands, his feet, his love, his power, and his authority. But this is how we should see ourselves. I myself no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So I live my life in this body by doing what? It says by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's where everything that we do lies in that. It's not about us. It's no longer and never, it's not about us and how we feel, but it is about us and why Christ came and why Christ died. Position so that we could have that intimate, awesome fellowship with Christ. In Acts 4.12, we are reminded that it says, and I'm going to read that for you as well. And I love that that verse when I first heard it because it's so, it's so highly, highly impactful. So if you have your Bible, grab it. If not, you can go ahead and write it down. And we're going to Acts, the book of Acts. Of course, it's in the New Testament right after John. Acts 4.12. Let's see if we get that here. Reading again from the New Living Translation, and it says, There is salvation in no one else. There is no other name in all of heaven for people to to call on to save them. See, this isn't saying that people can't have a good moral life outside of Christianity, outside of Jesus Christ. They can because there are certain um universal laws that operate in the earth that operate. But we're not talking about that. God's not talking about that. 
God wants us to have a relationship with him. You can be a relatively good person. I mean, I know a number of people that are good people and that are atheists or they are agnostic or they just don't claim anything. And they're good people. They're nice people. And some of them are nicer than some Christians that I know. But it's all about a relationship with God. And we can talk about some of these things later, but if you read and study and go back to fall of of Lucifer and what happened and what his whole plan is designed to do, and, and then we understand the heart of God. God is not wanting anyone that doesn't want him. He's not going to make it. Let me rephrase that. God wants and desires everyone, but everyone does not want and desire God. And God has a standard, a, a foundation of truth and holiness. But people don't want that. And then some are led away by their own lust, their own desires, or because they just feel like, you know, they haven't been, they've had church hurt or whatever. There are a myriad of reasons why people have ch- chosen to shun what God did. But that's why it's all the more important for us who've accepted Christ as our personal Savior, who have made this choice under Acts 4.12, John 14.6, that we would see the hands, eyes, ears, feet of Jesus, that we would really make a decision to try every day to walk out this love of God. And it's not easy. I mean, really, people in and of themselves drive you nuts sometimes. Let's just be honest. Let's can we keep it real? Sometimes it is hard to love folks because they are just not lovable. But because we understand what Christ did, because we understand our own position and where we were once without Christ, not knowing. We would just I know I was as mean and nasty because somebody told me I was mean and nasty. I didn't mean to be mean and nasty, but I was hurting. I had so much going on. I was just hurting. And so guess what came out of me? Mean and nastiness. People don't just wake up one day and go, I'm going to be mean, or I'm going to be a liar, or I'm going to be an alcoholic or a drug addict or a thief. or a mer-. People don't wake up one day as that, as that being their career choice. But things happen, and because we now have the love of God on the inside of us, even though there may be times where it's hard, we should be able to push through it because we know what Jesus did for us. And lastly, what I want to leave you with this morning is where you are in Christ so that you can be that invasion. You can be that invasion that God came to be in the earth that you can now be the hands and feet that walks it out. Ephesians chapter 1, starting with verse 3. How we praise God, the Father, our God, Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm because we belong to Christ long ago, even before he made the world. God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. 
His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him pleasure. So we praise God for the wonderful kindness he has poured out on us because we belong to his dearly loved son. He is so rich in kindness that he purges our freedom through the blood of his son. And our sins are forgiven. He has showered us um, in his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. That is who we are, guys. That is what God wanted us for us before the foundations of the earth. He always knew greatness. And then when that plan was distorted by the sin of Adam and Eve in the garden, he sent Jesus to redeem us unto himself. We need nothing else but Christ and Jesus. And then we move those hands out. So if you don't know Christ today, I urge you, I implore you, Ask him to come into your life today. It doesn't have to be some deep, drawn-out prayer. Just say, I admit that I'm a sinner, and I want you to come in and cleanse me with your blood. And I now want to turn from my way of doing things to your way of doing things. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. You're in the family. Now find a good church. Read your Bible. Pray. And go through your process of getting to know Christ. Guys, I thank you. Merry, Merry Christmas to you. I will see you next week and don't forget to check us out on Facebook the process 319 unleashed and the process 319.org love you guys bye I can be free to see two mountains I can be free just being me